Okay. Ronnie, really good to see you again. You say you have a recap. Yeah, a small recap. Um, you haven't really talked in half a year. Uh, so a, a lot of things have changed. Some things have really uh, not changed as much. Uh, some things gotten better, some things perceivably worse. But overall, I f it feels like uh, <laughs> something changing at least. <laughs> Pardon? Uh, it feels like something is changing at least. Oh, okay. Uh, is that an, is that a good thing or what? Well, everything changes. So if it didn't, yeah. I would be concerned. I guess. Uh, but... <laughs> right, right, right. I I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, but I have noticed um ever decreasing um pleasure gained from possession of things. Do you hear me well? Um I think there's my, a bit my, of noise here that that has to be dealt with. There's a lot of music and noise and loudspeakers over there uh, on the parade field across from the Y. It's about 500 meters from here. Okay. Uh, yeah, I used to fantasize about giving powerful sports cars and uh, the newest flagship smartphone, you know. Uh, but now I really couldn't care less. Uh, I do have a special affinity for my collection of tools that I use at home to renovate, but mm -hmm. overall I really don't care much about things, stuff. It's gone. Well, Unless... coming out of materialism, that's a good sign to learn that we don't get our happiness from those things. But the question is, where do you get your happiness? Yeah, I, I know where I get my, my happiness. So I, I guess it's just a reminder where that I don't get it from things. Uh -huh. And even I, I used to love fishing. I grew up in the mountains, fishing in lakes and rivers. Uh, okay. Even doing weekend trips uh, to try out a new lake and river. Last weekend, I went on a mountain hike for the first time in at least a year, uh, along with my trusting, trusted fishing rod. Um, overall, I, I, I could barely be bothered to do 10 throws, 10 minutes of fishing. Mm -hmm. I, there was no excitement really, uh, and there was even a slight unpleasantness when I thought about killing the fish. I, I kind of wanted to eat fish, but I didn't need it. I had right. other food. All right. Well, let me ask you this question then. Did you enjoy being out in nature? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's the whole point then, is to be out in nature. I think that people talk about going fishing as uh, sort of the, the goal or the justification 
for just taking a hike, going off into the woods. Yeah, that's part of it. But fishing has been one of my motivators earlier. All right. Well, now that you see that there is dukkha in it, and there's all kinds of dukkha, from getting fish hooks caught in your own finger <laughs> to uh, 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 not uh, not appreciating that the fish uh, doesn't appreciate getting caught. Yeah, but it was kind of strange because it um, it has been such so important through all my life, this joy in fishing, the excitement of getting yes, perhaps... Yes, but un you, you do now understand that the joy that you derived from fishing was joy that you manufactured in your own mind, that other people can go fishing yeah. right alongside of you and hate you and fishing and everything else. All right, so it's not the fishing that you derive joy, that you actually are using that as a vehicle or, or an avenue. But now that you recognize that there is more to fishing than just that, now the joy is gone, but you also are, are wiser to the point of knowing that, oh, but I can get joy from other places. Yeah, I but know. Just it's... being out there on the lake is joyful enough, I don't have to drop a line in the water. No, it's like um, fishing was, uh, get, catching that fish, fish was the trigger, releasing uh, some amount of joy. So, mm -hmm. and that trigger is gone, so I need no, it's to not. make my own. No, it's not. No, it's it, not at all. It, you, no, it's not, and you got it. You got it. You gone. can show it to me right now. You can get a big smile on right now. You can enjoy this moment. I yeah, am. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm talking about that specific trigger. Catching that fish. That's that's uh -huh. a trigger. Uh, All right. But you can remember that trigger in your own mind. You can now use that as a wholesome trigger. To trigger your joy is to remember that feeling of that line. I got one. I got it. I got it. Except that now, instead of having a fish on the line, you've got your mindfulness going. You're awake now. I've got it. I'm free from hindrance. I'm joyful. Well, it's thinking back uh, on that joy, that... that the, <laughs> The excitement, it, it, it's not, um, it's not joy in the same way that I can experience um, joy without, I don't know, thinking. Uh, it's, it's not the same, it's, it's kind of more uh, like an excitement. Okay. And that kind of excitement seems to me like it, it's just... Anxious. Is what? Anxious. Uh, Anxious. Yeah, mm -hmm. like attention I don't really find very pleasant. It has a mixture of pleasant and unpleasant. The anticipation, I can get it, but also the possibility I'm going to lose it. And so you're in that state of eager 
anticipation, right? Yeah. All right. That's just a feeling, right? Yeah. Okay. So if that's the feeling you like, then you can remind yourself of how that feels by having those old memories, and you can bring that feeling up if that's what you want to do. You can literally feel any way you want to feel if you felt that way before. Yeah, I know, but I, I, really, I don't really actually want to feel it. I just... <laughs> I was wondering. I just, <laughs> I just I wondering. want to feel... Then in it. fact, now that you know that you can... You may want to feel even better than that. You may have, in fact, another kind of how do you want to feel? All right. And so the Buddha's got a list of those. They, he calls them actually powers and the base of power. Now, the base of power is actually the same things that we've been talking about in mindfulness. Right effort, right view, and right attitude. Those are the bases of power. And what does that right attitude give us? It gives us a feeling of security. It gives us a feeling of satisfaction, of safety, of contentment. And it also gives us the feeling of, I did it. I can do this. We have the feeling, feeling successful. And so when you mix successful and satisfaction and safety all together, that's a really nice feeling to be in. You should try it right now. <laughs> Perhaps such. Perhaps and we could do it with the outbreath. Ah, things feel so good, so nice. And so allow yourself. That's what you're not allowing yourself is to give yourself the joy that is spoken of in the suttas themselves. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah, um, I I think I understand what you're talking about, um, and I do, do feels like um, I it, it feels like I notice resistance to. Mm -hmm. I to can tell certain ex certain experiences that. Right, keeps, I'm trying to inspire goals. you. I'm trying to bring you up, give you delight, and you keep pulling yourself back down. <laughs> yeah, perhaps it's almost I like that you won't give yourself permission to feel good. It's a force of habit. That too is a habit. <laughs> It's amazing how these things are the, similar within each one. I just talked to a friend. In fact, come to think of it, he's in Germany also. Maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> There's that quality of be perfect. You've got to do it right. You've got to hurry up and get her done. You've got to be strong and tough. And those are the qualities then that keep us from actually relaxing. We wind up being uptight, thinking that if I'm uptight good enough, long enough, I'll get rewarded. Right? Have you gotten your reward yet? No. <laughs> okay. So maybe it's time for you to start giving yourself that reward. 
Because look at all the good work you've already put in. You've got no reward for it. Why don't you take some satisfaction out of having done the, a good job over all those years? Well, I, uh, I do feel like I have gotten a lot of rewards. Um, not okay, always. well, that, so invite yourself to have those now. Now no. is the time to allow yourself to feel satisfied. I've done a good job already. <clears throat> you smiled. I saw that smile. Think about it again, that you've got it already. It's okay for you to relax and take satisfaction and joy out of a job you've already well done. You know, I, I, I really feel that tension. Tension? It's, yeah, it's like a, a steel string keeping, keeping me to that place of tension. Okay. Like, like a, um, a rope around, like a binding, something that's binding you in. No, yeah, it's it's like um, um, there's some clinging. Um, and what happens if you stop clinging? What happens if you actually let go? First, I suppose I have to find out how I can let go. Uh, well, never this, mind that. We don't have to work on the how. Just do it. Just let go. And the way that we let go, in fact, if you want to have a way of doing it, is because you can see that that kind of clinging is unsatisfying. And if you just let go, you can go into a state of satisfaction. that you're actually clinging to something to prevent you from allowing yourself to have the very satisfaction that you know you deserve. I think you're on to something. Um, Not me. This is just <laughs> Dhamma. This is just psychology. <clears throat> but in, in general, things... Um, Things has been taking a more kind of ghostly appearance. Um, I'm a, I'm a lot more aware of the separation of the, the for example, the visual sense experience and the and the interpretation of what what am I looking at? If I hold up my hand, I see the difference between the fabrication of this. Yeah, that's the hand. Um, what I right. actually see. That's exactly right. And and good for waking up to that. That's part of the waking up process is to recognize that what we do with reality is we try to flesh it out. We think that it's ghostly. We think that it's not good enough. And what do we have to flesh it out with is our own memories, our own past, the stuff that we want it to be, etc. like that. 
And now you're beginning to say, oh, no, I can see things clearly now. Oh, it, it feels ghostlier, at least. Okay. Which means that it doesn't have any substance, right? It's not weighty. It's not heavy. We're beginning to see that all the heaviness is added by the observer. <clears throat> mm. When the okay, so that means that what we're adding as heaviness is importance. And when we stop taking things importantly, that means that we stop taking things heavy. That they're not heavy. They're insubstantial. Let it be that way. But if I if I see the emptiness of stuff I see, um, I should be able to do the same with. Sometimes we do, and resistant. sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're sharp and focused, and sometimes we're not. Yeah, but this this feeling of um, that I have of resistance or tension, it's it's just a fabrication too. Yes. One you're familiar with, one that you've done a lot of. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> uh huh. And by noticing it and taking deep breaths and breathing with it and breathing along with it and taking deep breaths and continuing to deep breaths, you'll find that it changes a bit. That that tension does go away, that the tiredness will subside, but it doesn't happen immediately. It takes a minute or two or five. Just stay focused, stay on the breathing, stay happy and calm. Everything is cool and pretty soon that stuff's to be forgotten. Yeah, breathing. Uh, uh, sometimes, some days, um, breathing feels <laughs> very difficult to do. It's not because of Corona. <laughs> it's uh, um, it's like I have an increasing uh, energy in my body. It's 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 a coarse. Uh, pricking, vibrating um, energy currents, especially in my head, my upper abdomen and, and, my, and my gut. And at times the, the pressure in my head is, is so strong that I actually begin to wonder, okay, will a blood vessel burst? It feels like it. Mm -hmm. um, and the same with my gut is like, take something churning okay um, are you talking about when you're sitting in practice you're talking no, about when you're driving all, a car all the time <clears throat> that is safe from time to time i bet if you were doing yeah. that all the time you'd wind up in the hospital for sure you wouldn't be calling me <laughs> most, most of the time uh, let us say when you notice it yeah, I think some of what I have um, earlier identified as anxiety is, in fact, mm -hmm. this kind of energy currents that I, in some way, do resist. It feels like immature energy that my mind doesn't know, okay, what the fuck should I do with it? I have to resist it because I, I can't handle it. 
but you do handle it. You've handled it for years, and the way that you have handled it is by resisting it. Yeah. And part of that resisting and handling it actually keeps it going in a way. <laughs> resisting this. Uh, I... Okay, chasing it away, it's going to resist going away. Yeah, but... And another thing which is really important for us to recognize is that is, and you don't like it. You don't like this anxiety. Yeah, that's true, but I also resist. No, wait a minute. Let's stay with that. You don't like it. Yes, there is a sense that I don't like it. I, yes, you <laughs> That I don't All want right. it. And you don't want it. You don't like it. And that, because that's, I suppose, why it doesn't feel good, because my mind wanted gone. All right. Well, let's look at the wanting for it to be gone as separate from the anxiety itself. That, in fact, if you had the attitude of, oh, there's that anxiety again, I can manage that. Then you've got the winner's attitude. Now you have the loser's gone of, oh, I can't get rid of it, and I want it gone, and I want it gone, and I can't get rid of it, and you struggle and work and all of that kind of stuff. Rather than, it's okay that it's here, I can handle it. But I, I don't really think it's only anxiety. Oh. All right, but whatever it is, let's not yeah. worry about how many labels we put on this thing because it's the same technique no matter which way we call it. And that is the fact that you've got to recognize you don't like it. And because you don't, and the not liking it is ignorant, that means that the way that you're treating it is by pushing it away and not liking it. But if you can wake up to the point of recognizing, oh, there it is, and I don't like it, because I'm not willing to believe that it's there all the time. In fact, right this very instant, I think that it's not so much there. Yeah, it is. So, now that we know that it comes and it goes, and when it comes, is it, does it overwhelm you? Because if you're overwhelmed, that is like the same as I am that anxiety or I am anxious. And it's me. And what I'm inviting you to do is just to separate yourself from that anxiety and say, oh no, there it is again. It. Not me. Not me being anxious. Just there is anxiety right here. And I am not that anxiety. I am, in fact, going to watch this anxiety. I am not it. So we separate, we pull ourselves out, we disassociate from that. And by doing so, we become separate from it. And now it can be managed as something on the outside. And one of the ways of managing it is say, oh, well, look how anxious you are. We can take a few deep breaths and uh, relax, say, down, boy, you're okay. There's nothing to worry about. There's nowhere to go and nothing to do. There's no reason to feel anxious. Another thing you can do is look around the room that you're in, Ronnie. 
Look around. Are there any gorillas in the room? Not, not beside the, the one. Oh, not inside the big room that you're in. Yeah, you can look around. Are there any alligators? How about pythons, cobras? No, I don't think so. How about mobsters with handguns? <clears throat> no. It was the police busting down your door. Hopefully not. <laughs> All right. Is your house on fire? Not currently. Okay. Well, what that means is, is that you're relatively safe right now, right? You're actually safe. There's nothing actually dangerous there. Well, that's what anxiety is all about, is that we feel uncomfortable, that we don't feel completely safe. So check around and make sure that, in fact, there's nothing to feel anxious about. Reassure yourself that you're safe. You're a pretty smart guy. You can get yourself into a safe situation and then recognize that by congratulating yourself that you're safe now. I don't have to be anxious. And so every time you uh, become aware of that anxiety, you can go through this little ritual that we're talking about, which is basically gladdening the mind in the sense of looking around. There's, there's no danger. There's, there's no alligators here. I don't see any panda bears or any grizzlies or anything like that. I'm good. Things are safe now. Let me take a sigh of relief. Wow, there's nothing to be afraid of. No anxiety needed. I don't have any work to do. There's no place to go. Nothing to do. And I can just sit here and enjoy the moment. Yeah, I you can see if you do that, taking a few deep breaths along the way, that that anxiety will melt away. The wisdom and talking yourself into it will help that feeling go away. You literally had, without knowing it, talked yourself into feeling bad, giving yourself something to be anxious and uptight about. Now it's time to talk yourself into feeling good. But there's no pythons here. There's no cobras. There's no spiders. There's no gorillas. What am I got to be afraid of? Nothing. <laughs> Let me take a happy moment. There's no bosses here. There's no one with a whip making me work. Nothing. So when you really do have nothing to do and no place to go, how are you going to feel? Many feel very relieved, free. Wow. Wow. That's so nice. <laughs> nothing to do. Whatever job that needed to be done has been already done. And yeah, so feel good. You can. You can feel good, Ronnie. Go practice feeling good. Uh, actually, <laughs> something's working. <laughs> All right. Well, you go practice that something that keep telling yourself there's nothing to be afraid of and everything is okay and I can feel good. I can feel relaxed. And remember to do that over and over again. Remember to relax yourself. <laughs> 
Remember to have those good thoughts. Oh, there's no danger. Everything is cool. Nothing is worthy of being afraid of or anxiety. No work to do. Nobody's calling me. I, 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 I do. F uh, I do also feel uh, resistant to being mindful. Uh, I don't have any problems at the cushion, but because I can find this resistance and let it go, but it's it's a lot harder in daily life. It's so mm -hmm. easy to forget. Yep. But you can imagine it like this, that really that sitting on the cushion and doing that meditation really has limited value if we can't bring the uh, skills that we're learning off of the cushion into daily life. Yeah, I can't, I can't live on the cushion. Well, I don't know many people who even want to. In the whole world, I would say less than 100. Everybody else wants a life. <clears throat> the question is, can you live it joyfully and happily? Yeah. Uh, last time, I think it was life, last time, I, I thought, spoke about uh, fluctuating emotions, uh, mood swings. Mm -hmm. uh, they... They are well, getting more. Isn't that interesting? And now you're saying that it's all anxiety all the time. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, it's not the anxiety. It's the energy that's thing in my head and my chest. And <clears throat> the anxiety is it's there, but it's, it's not only that. But anyway. Um, well, I'm using a label. We don't have to say, well, the label is wrong, because I'm not really talking about the label anyway. I'm talking about what you're experiencing. So you can't wiggle out of that. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's call that, it that. that term. Yeah. Because it's all, always the same. Tightness, it, but in fact, the question is, is how do we know that when we're labeling a sensation that we're having, that we're actually conveying to... Um, other people, that which we actually are, are saying, that we use anxiety, and when I use it, I mean one thing, and you may use it as another way and say, oh, no, it's not anxiety, and we get into an argument about whether it's anxiety or not, where, in fact, you experience what you're experiencing, and we don't know if it's the same thing or not, but what we do know is that the Dhamma has a solution for it. And it has to do more with the fact that you don't like it, whatever it is. That's the issue, that yeah. you don't like it. Um, yeah, let's reformulate uh, whatever it is, anxiety or just pure energy. Um, in daily life, when I'm sitting at the office, uh, driving in my car, it's unpleasant. I really, it can be quite tough, but... Uh, sitting on a cushion and finding all the small aversions or dislikes. Why do I not like it? What mm -hmm. do I not like about it? Find, find out 
these thoughts and let them go, this energy becomes very, very pleasant. Uh, it's like being filled with clear light or something. Okay. So the, well, the, the experience itself is very pleasant, but my reaction to it usually in daily life makes it kind of suck. So you're disapproving of even feeling good? Um, yeah, looks like it. Uh-huh. All right. Well, the way that many kids are raised is always from that position of whatever you're doing is not quite good enough. That you got to work harder, you got to try harder, you got to do better. Always onward and upward, up two, three, four. That kind of mentality, if we have that when we're raised, and it's actually cultural. Just like racism is cultural. This is not racism, this is, um, you got to prove that you're part of the superior race, I guess, rather than dealing with how much we don't like those people, is can you join our group and keep up? All right, can you keep up? Can you keep up? All right, so now that you've gotten instilled with that, it's hard for us to say no to that part of the society and say, wait a minute, I'm tired of this up two, three, four. I'm going to take, I'm going to sit down and rest. I'm literally going to stop marching around. I don't need your march music anymore. And I don't need your funeral dirge. What we're going to have is whistle a happy tune. That's what we're going to do. We're going to stop paying attention to all of the rites, rules, rituals, and shoulds that we have been conditioned to and take on a new rule. And what is that new rule? Dukkha, Dukkha Naroda. Let's find out how we feel bad and then make a change. And what we're doing right now, the feeling bad, is not that you've got this anxiety. It's that, number one, you don't like it. But number two, deep inside, it's like you're supposed to have it. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. That you're supposed to have this because that's how we keep you in gear. Yeah. If we could not drive you with your own anxiety, then how can we drive you at all? And each one of us humans, we get trained that way, some more in one way or another, but it always has that carrot out there is giving you something important to hope for that you're not ever going to get. Until you give it to yourself. You got to say, okay, enough of the world out there. I do deserve to feel happy right now. And so the question is not, do I deserve it, but can I do it? And the answer over and over again is, yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can be happy. I have the ability to be happy. It's a skill to be developed. I can do it. 
And I can do it. I can feel happy. I can get over this. What, anxiety? Nothing. I'm, I'm going to be fine with or without it. No problem. And so we give up not liking things and take on that we can choose to like it. Mm. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. You can. You can choose to like it. If you're confused, you can either be confused and doubtful, or you can choose to use that as curiosity of investigation. What the, What's going on? Let's go find out. Let's go look. Let's go do our Sherlock Holmes in, in, imitation. <laughs> Let's go investigate, okay? So that's the way that we begin to use and manage our own feelings. And it comes with that attitude that's part of the Eightfold and Noble Path of the Buddha, and that is the right attitude. Get your mojo going. We can do this. We can feel good. We don't have to follow the way that I've been following. I can do a new way. It's a really sticky habit. It is. Nasty habits we've developed. Nasty habits. Yeah, I see what you mean. And I know... Uh, I'm not. I'm not afraid that I won't be able to unstick it. I just know that. You, you now you're beginning to think about it long term. Eventually, shake it. No, no. We're talking about whenever you remember to. You can do it right now. Never mind about shaking it off in the future. Let's get good at shaking it off right now. If we can do it right now, we can shake it off the next time. And the next time after that, let's not worry about a deep, dark future. Let's worry about what we can. Let's not even worry. Let's just enjoy changing our mind right now. Don't worry about the future. Enjoy the moment. Yeah, you have, <laughs> you have a good way of putting it. The Buddha called himself ta-ta-ta, that's what it means. Be here now, do it now, just now. That's all we've got. We don't have any future. All we've got is right now. Let's enjoy this moment. I suppose that, that, will, be my, that will be my focus. Uh, Going Joy, forward. be happy. Remember to be happy. Remember to lighten up. You're the boss here. You feel the way you want to feel, not the way you've been feeling. You don't have to do it the old way. You can do it a new way. All you have to do is remember every time. Every time you remember, you can come out of that and come back and feel good. And the more you do it, the better at it you get.
Uh, it feels good. All right. Well, I tell you what, let's finish this off now, and you go practice that. Don't wait so long to call me back. If you call me back well, soon, I'll remind you of this again, <laughs> and then you can do it again. I know, I know. <laughs> I, yeah, I always knew it, it was just... No, he'll just say the same things as ever. Yeah, but then we feel good because he's talking about feeling good. It's the same thing over and over again, of course. I have a few, I have a few things that I like. One of them is George Garland. I listen to him on a regular basis. I even know the jokes, but I'm, it's good to listen to him. To repeat it over and over and over again. Yes, it's the same old thing, but that's the Dhamma. The Dhamma is actually quite small. It's not a big thing at all. No, you're right. But of all the times you've been talking to yourself into feeling bad, how many times do you have to repeat the Dhamma over and over again to talk yourself into feeling good? Probably more often. But... More often, right. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think we'll leave it at that. So <laughs> that will be my practice now. All right, all right. It's so simple, and you have said it in almost every time I've every every session. Be happy now. Be happy right now. It's uh, it's, it's this tendency to overcomplicate things. The complexity is part of the value, and the value means it's important. They say that angels can fly because they take themselves so lightly. So become <laughs> delighted, and you can fly. You're not heavy anymore. You've given up all the important. Nothing's important anymore. Everything is easy, easy peasy, easy going. Everything's okay. Yeah, but I, <laughs> that, yeah, I, I, I can see that saying, <clears throat> because whenever well, I, whenever I, whenever I don't pull myself down, I feel light. Nothing is holding me down, so it's almost like I can fly. Go, go fly, go fly. <laughs> fly away, little birdie, fly, fly. <laughs> hmm. Allow yourself to fly. Jump up into the air. <laughs> not, not literally, perhaps. <laughs> well, up to you. <laughs> Yes, mentally we'll do. If we can jump in the air and, and scream and shout and enjoy our lives, what else do we need? Not much. Not much. All right, Ronnie, well, I'll see you later. Thanks for calling again. See you soon. Thanks, Sam.
See you next time. <laughs> okay. See you. <laughs>